Well, the portal giveth and the portal taketh. Uh, we saw the positive side of the portal earlier this morning. Oh, you got a really good wide receiver in Dion Burks from Purdue. I mean, we may talk about that today. We'll, we'll see. At number one wide receiver in the portal, arguably. We'll see how much we talk about it today because story number one is rather obvious. Um, Parker, it's been about, what, an hour and a half since Hayes Fawcett put it out that Caden Green was going to enter in the transfer portal, and I'm still as shocked now as I was as I was then, man. I No one did a list of players we would be most surprised to see enter the transfer portal at the end of the year. But if we were to have made that list a few weeks ago, Caden Green would have been somewhere towards the top of the list. After playing as a true freshman, and I've heard some say, well, he's going to be a future All-American. Well, I saw at least one list last week that had him as a freshman All-American. So so in, in, in one aspect, he was already an All-American this year as a freshman. It's stunning. And, dude, this one, this one hurts, man. This one hurts when you're already losing as many offensive linemen as you are this cycle. Now, the portal works like this. You can enter into the portal, and then you can come back. But does it initially feel like that's going to be the case? I don't, I don't know, man. It, it does, not, does not feel good right now. I don't feel like you do this to Bill Biedenboe and then I don't think yeah I don't think so either. Back in a, like Bill Biedenboe does not seem like the type of guy that's just going to be like oh yeah it's all good come on back. No this this feels pretty irrevocable. I mean just th- this has got to be the most surprising portal entry for OU in the transfer portal era. I mean is anyone else co- no, no comparable else. to Caden Green starting like what five games as a true freshman and playing at the level that that he was year one in the SEC. He's without a doubt. You pencil him in as a starter going into next year. It's 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 just shocking, man. It's really shocking. And the exact reasons why this is happening, why he's in the portal, I'm guessing those are still up in the air right now. Is it a position move? Was it uh, tampering? Was it nil? Do we really have a for sure answer? An hour and a half later as to why Caden Green is reportedly going to hop in the transfer portal? Is it still all speculation? It's all speculation. I have no clear rationale yet. Someone said you're, you're replacing a whole offensive line going into the SEC, Tyler. That ain't great. Someone rest, said uh, – no, yeah, go ahead. Finish that thought. Uh, I, I, everywhere else you look really solid heading into next year. Offensive line is a question mark and a half. Someone said uh, uh, Jordy Ball – well, yeah, I mean, we were talking about the, the football team here, but if you want to go all sports, I guess uh, Jordy Ball is is in that category for sure. But, uh, man, just just really shocking. And like you said, you know, a heck of a year to repl- be replacing five offensive line starters year one in the SEC. So I, I feel like a lot's still going to happen with this roster, but I feel pretty confident on, what, December 12th? That question mark number one for this team, year one in the SEC, is going to be the offensive line. I mean, you're you're replacing five starters. Caden Green is about to be in the transfer portal. I, I mean, your biggest question mark next year has to be offensive line, your first year in the SEC. Defensive line will be a question mark for sure, but not, not like the O-line with uh, what it currently looks like, man. And now you got to think – you're going to be even more active in the portal for an offensive lineman than you than you already were. You were probably already going to take two, maybe three offensive linemen, and I'm sure that number got bumped up after today's news, man. You got to have Eddie Pierre-Louis on Friday. Got to have him. And 
I feel good. I think OU feels good about where they stand with the four-star offensive guard from the state of Florida. But at this point, you got to have that guy, and I think you got to go two for two with Geno Vandemark and Fabeki Nawawu because Caden Green is not somebody you replace one for one either. Like You're going to have to have options at your disposal. You're going to have to have more than five guys that you believe can start because when you have five brand-new starters, you can't bank on any one of them panning out. And I, you know what you have in Jake Sexton. Yeah, that sure. is a proven commodity. The other four offensive line spots, total shots in the dark. Yep, and and, and very young as well. Um, some of those guys are going to be second-year players who didn't play a lot of football this year. So you're um, going to be inexperienced and very young on the offensive line unless you end up having like three or four portal offensive line. Yeah, I'm in, in EPL was almost looked at – as a bit of a luxury, I think for this recruiting class, um, you, you, I don't know. It felt like you needed him to kind of kind of round out that offensive line class, but you really need him now. Coming up on Friday, two p.m. is when that decision uh, happens. But even if you do get EPL, who rivals thinks he's a top thirty player in the country, that would still be a true freshman playing in the SEC next year. And I know that Caden Green played as a true freshman last year and played really well, but not every single true freshman that you're going to throw out there is going to play at the level of Caden Green. And that's why this one hurts us so much, man, is he was a second-year player with some legit experience in big games like uh, in the Cotton Bowl, and the ceiling was incredibly high. You thought he was your next great offensive lineman here. Yeah. And I understand and I get the point because some have been texting in, well, Caden Green isn't going to be the difference in a 7-5 and five season or a 9-3 and three year. I mean, that's, that's all true, but this is a really good player that you could be losing via the transfer portal. This was – I mean, Parker, was this not going to be your best offensive lineman most likely next year? Oh, there's not a question. Yeah. He would have been your best sure. offensive lineman next year. He could have been an All-American next year. He's already that good. And would be that much better with an offseason sharpening his skills under Bill Biedenboe and getting bigger and stronger in the weight room under Jerry Schmidt. Sam and Edmund says, how do you go from welcoming players, quote, to the fam five days ago to jumping in the portal? The NCAA's incompetence is ruining the sport. They have to get rid of the free transfer unless coaches leave, and they have to put parameters around NIL. This is insane. He was doing that. Sam and Edmund is right. He was Five days ago, and not for other like not for a, a wide receiver, Caden Green last week five days ago was welcoming in other offensive linemen, portal players coming to OU. So, and, and this is definitely speculating on my part, but it kind of feels like this may have happened really quickly, and the staff didn't see this one coming like like we did. Like, w- w- would you agree with that at this point, man? as we're getting close to two hours after this shocking decision that the staff was as surprised about this news as we were? Do you think they had any sort of a heads up as to this was going to be, this is going to be happening? No, not at all. I, like this is – there is a reason why there weren't any rumblings. Of There's this. none. There's man. a reason why there was – this wasn't even like a conspiracy theory message board conversation before the news dropped at 1 p.m. Completely out of left field completely out of left field still shocking jim and casper says maybe dg recruited him to oregon I don't, it could be oregon it could be colorado it could be missouri heck maybe it's someone that we're not thinking of right now but here here's the deal 
the way that we feel about Caden Green, I think anyone who watched him this year or will watch tape of him will think as highly, if not higher, on Caden Green than we will. If, if there's not already a suitor in play, like already someone lined up, um, people will line up and throw out some nice offers at, at Caden Green once he is officially in the portal. Like, th- th- this is going to end up being one of the best young players in the transfer portal, and uh, teams will uh, teams will shoot their shot here with Caden Green. Yeah, look, I don't know that his primary objective here is to get paid. All I know is, like, he's getting paid regardless. He's going to get paid a hefty sum wherever he goes next. Mark from Edith says, tampering happened, obviously. Uh, Patrick says, is this posturing so he can get more NIL money? Uh, Todd and OKC, do they still go after Grant Bricks now? Uh, Todd, I, I mean, you can try and circle back around on Grant Bricks. I don't think that you're going to have too much luck with that, to be honest with you. Is this posturing to get a better NIL deal? Um, at this point, and, and not, I mean, that, that would be best case scenario. Though that didn't sound great, and you wouldn't like that uh, from him, or at least some wouldn't. That'd be best case scenario now. That would mean that you actually have a chance of, uh, of getting him back, is if, if it's just posturing for, a, for another NIL deal. I, who, who knows what's going on here, and maybe we'll find out for sure uh, before uh, before we get to the rush here at 3 p.m., but it is, uh, it's surprising. Colin KC says Farouk announced he's staying, so that's good. Did that did that just drop, I guess? I mean, I Farouk's coming back? Okay. okay. I mean, that was never really a question. He was, he was coming back. That guy wasn't going to bounce. But uh, Peyton on the text line says, I mean, we're effing around paying receivers when our best O-lineman is leaving right in front of our face. How do you feel about I, that? It sucks. And should offensive line be more of a priority than wide receiver with yes. where Oklahoma is as a program right now? Absolutely. I Look, I, I'm going to refrain from passing judgments on individuals and coaches and the OU staff as a whole until I know for sure all of the details of what went on here. But – Obviously, the optics are not great when you take a 14th scholarship wide receiver within 90 minutes of your best offensive lineman announcing that he's entering the transfer portal. Yeah. Well, we can uh, we, we can wait till everything comes out. But for now, we can still blame Eli Drinkwitz, even though it may not be his fault. Right, text line? Yeah, we, we can do that. 405-651-3439. This is one of those days where we'll try to get to as many texts as we can, but we're probably not going to be able to get to half of them because they're just they're rolling in uncontrollably like right now. Lost City Sooner says maybe he just wants Coach Biedenboe to take him fishing up at Grand Lake. I have a boat if you guys can arrange them to meet up there. Someone's trying to offer up some comedy in a time where a lot of people are really pissed off right now. How much of the blame has Bill Biedenboe been getting over the course of the past two hours yeah, for all this? He's Quite a bit. a lot of heat. But again, like, I, I, I refuse to cast the blame blindly on Bill Biedenboe just because Caden Green is one of his players. If it comes out that like he had a falling out with Caden Green, then okay, maybe you can point the finger at Biedenboe. But if it comes down to, oh, he's just getting paid a ridiculous sum somewhere else to go transfer there and start immediately, then, again, that's not in Bill Biedenboe's hands. Bill Biedenboe isn't the one writing the checks. 
Ronnie Crimson says we need to send Bama Willie after Drinkowitz. Yeah, that's what we need. I don't give a bitch about nothing but the time. That's exactly <laughs> what we need. Great idea. 580, you can't run a program by giving players leverage with NIL. Well, uh, we'll see how OU runs a program needing five new offensive line starters going into uh, year one of the SEC. A 405 listener says, you got to think if Green goes to Mizzou, he's public enemy number one when we play them, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> oh boy. For as, for as much as OU fans will hold the Williams-Winary recruitment mm-hmm. over Winary's head, I imagine OU goes to Columbia next year. What's all of the talk leading up to that game going to be about? Man, I hope PJ exposes Caden Green. Absolutely, it will be for sure. I I, I wonder because how how often have we talked about Lee Summit and how big of an impact it has and will have <laughs> on OU's recruiting? Yeah, does someone like Caden Green playing here a year, and if it is leaving because of NIL, like how much does that affect OU's relationship, if at all? at a school like Lee Summit, where they want to continue to get high-level players up there, including in 2025. Will it have some effect? I mean, you, you could see that I got to imagine this will have an effect. Mm. How much of an effect? I don't know, man. Again, I'm waiting for all of the facts. I'm collecting all of the facts before I render an opinion as to what the ramifications of this are going to be as far as Lee Summit North is concerned and as far as Bill Bedenboe is concerned. 405-651-3439. I don't have to ask you guys to hit us up on the text line. You're doing so before we even hit the air today. Uh, we'll get to those and a lot more. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, but really, Caden Green is topic number one. We'll hit more of that next right here on The Ref. You're hitting all the vibes with the songs today, aren't you? <laughs> doing my best. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Locked in with McComas and Thune, Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, and the Ref Army as well. Brooklyn, New York is tuned in today via the free KREF app. Fort Smith, Arkansas, Haywood, California, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Titusville, Florida, Wichita, Kansas, Wellston, Ohio, small town of the day, Lindsay, Oklahoma. KREF Army locators brought to you by Affordable Door Company where they do residential garage doors, commercial garage doors, service and repair, and garage door openers as well. That's Affordable Door Company at affordabledoor.net. LG Sooner 63 says, This will be a dislike take, but it's how I feel. If a player who is everything OU comes here makes a name for himself but then is bought out, leaves so long. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I want players here that want to be here. And yeah, like, I think, yeah, that's ultimately what you want is an entire roster of players that actually want to be here. For sure, I I definitely agree with that. It just sucks watching a freshman All-American walk out the door after you're already losing four offensive line starters. Well, and again, I'm reserving judgment until I know exactly what is going on behind the scenes here. But if this is strictly about money the message that this should send is well no one on your roster is safe so you better pony up to be sure not only can you get the guys here but once they're here you got to be able to retain them and the Sooners got two very fortuitous returns this past week when Billy Bowman announced he was coming back and Danny Stutzman announced he was coming back but now you have a freshman lineman 
who started down the stretch and might have been pound for pound your best offensive lineman all year in the transfer portal. And moreover, it's a guy who was born in Oklahoma, raised an OU fan, and was always, always going to be a Sooner as soon as he got that OU offer. If a kid like that can get bought, again, no one is safe. But if this is not about money, if there was something that happened, whatever happened, man, it must have been bad. That's pretty serious. And it must have been sudden. Yep. Because (laughs) three days ago, 72 hours ago, like this, this was not even a thought. This was not even, and I know this because I'm obvi- like I'm in regular touch with people in Green's camp, and 72 hours ago there was no inkling that something like this was on the horizon. And then again, five days ago he's welcoming in new. Now that doesn't yeah. uh, you know have to mean everything, but it's just when you look back at five days ago he's welcoming in another offensive lineman, and then this happens today. You just go back and look at the timeline and say it doesn't feel like this was expected. No, no one really saw this coming. And sometimes big stories like. They they leak out a little bit a few days before a couple of days before like that no one had any no one had any idea when when Hayes Fawcett dropped that around what twelve thirty today it was one it was uh, it, it was one complete shock man absolute complete shock when when that dropped today still in shock man still in shock and we'll see if OU um and, and hopefully they're able to but hopefully OU is able to make some sort of a move here Parker to say all right all right. Let's all calm down here. Let's all sit down. Let's all talk about this. What's the issue? What's the problem? How can this be fixed? Like may- maybe everyone I-, I don't know what the issue is here. If it's tampering, if it's NIL, if Caden Green's upset about something. But we'll see if OU staff can maybe make a run at this thing before it's all uh, all 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 done with. Steve from Bakersfield chimed in and said, Who cares about Caden Green? Nobody is going to remember him in a year. We're better off with people who want to be here. Look, I and I get what you're saying. I know that's kind of the optimist spin on thing, but you you will remember Caden Green in a year because if he plays as well as he played as a tre- as a freshman at Oklahoma, wherever he goes, he will be an all conference, potentially all American type of football player. And so a guy like that gets away, you're going to remember it. You absolutely are going to remember it. Yeah. 972, this is good for NIL regulation. When the power broker in the NCAA starts losing players they don't want to lose, regulation will happen sooner rather than later. Sooner Gundy says, forget him. I say GTFO. 918, get Bob and Drake on the phone to calm us down, please. Uh, 405, how does Hayes Fawcett know this before local media? Because like Hayes Fawcett DM'd. makes all the announcement edits for these guys. That's how. Hayes Fawcett, like anytime somebody hits him up for an edit, obviously he's going to know what's happening before anybody. I would I would estimate that 80% of the time Hayes Fawcett knows what's going on before anybody else because he's got a virtual monopoly on the edit market and everybody wants an edit for their announcement. This listener says, nah, screw all that. His teammates didn't even know. Let him get gone. And, yeah, obviously there were – practice just ended over at the Switzer Center a couple minutes ago, and there were several players made available to the media, one of whom was McCain Mattire, and he said he didn't know. Yep. Caden Green entered the transfer portal. He said some guys have been in and out of practice because of their finals schedule. So I think that was his assumption as to where Caden Green was and why he wasn't at practice today. But – yeah, apparently, like, <laughs> when your own teammates don't even know, 
Like when they are at practice, you have an announcement drop in the middle of practice, and they get done with practice, and they're like, "Whoa, he's in the transfer portal!" Like that's how much of a shock this was to everyone. What uh, what would the odds have looked like in the uh, K Ref Sportsbook that today at practice, uh, as you're like what just uh, more than a couple of weeks out, what 16 days away from the bowl game, I guess. That Caden Green wouldn't be at practice today, but Tawi Walker would be at practice today. I wonder in the K-Ref oh, Sportsbook what odds you would have gotten on uh, on that one today. No, Tawi Walker will be at practice, and Tawi Walker was at practice today. And yeah, he's still in the transfer portal, but Caden Green was not. Yeah, it's it's wild. A two one four listener says, if he doesn't want to be here, let him go. But this is turning into the NFL. The reasons I prefer in college football to NFL are disappearing. I'm not transferring, though. Still a Sooner fan for life. Uh, 580, anyone or anybody who says we're better off without Caden Green doesn't know football. He's one of the few blue-chip recruits that Biedenboe has actually landed or played a significant snap at OU. He usually whiffs, but at least we have a ton of experience building our O-line out of the portal. Yeah, Biedenboe's, um, Biedenboe's taking a lot of heat today. Social media, text line. I uh, I guess it's not all that surprising, but... None are, uh, not very many people are, uh, oh boy, it's, it's, uh, not looking good for people on the text line. 405-651-3439. To, to try to attempt to offer up some good news today, so it's not all Debbie Downer, um, Dion Burks is really good and they got him via the portal today. But <laughs> we've he, barely talked about it. All Emmett Jones did today was na- land the number one transfer wide out in America, and it's barely registered. But I think even with getting Dion Burks this morning, like it, that's like even that has maybe caused some frustration around the Caden Green report that he's going to enter in the portal. It's why are we giving this guy all this money, and maybe not uh, to the offensive line who uh, the offensive lineman who we really need next year. But all you have to do is go back and watch uh, Dion uh, Burke's highlights from this past year at Purdue. Guy can play, man. Electric in the open field, uh, can be a deep threat for you. Where does he factor into the rotation? we got a lot of time to talk about that, but Dion Burks is is real good, man. Real good. Yeah, Very he's, impressed. He's going to be a player for this football team, no question about it. He'll be a solid contributor to that receiver room, brings some explosiveness, Uh can run routes and make plays at all three levels. And is a guy that if he'd wanted to declare for the NFL draft this year, he could have gotten drafted. He absolutely could have. This listener in the 405 says, the message should be time to quit talking about soul and culture and put up. Quit losing to the Missouris and Ole Misses of the world. I love BV, but the way he's trying to build this program is behind the times by about a decade. If he doesn't start spending the right money on the right players, he's going to be gone in two years. And GTFO with any... But the control, but the coaches don't control NIL takes. Okay, well, first off, the coaches don't control NIL. Like that's just that's factual. That's not a take. That's a fact. Bill Beatenbow is not writing checks to get players or keep players. And secondly, I know it's easy to say that right now. The program is behind the times, and you got to spend money. But think about everybody that has built a program that way. Again. The schools that have gone about their recruiting and talent acquisition with that approach, they're not winning. Texas A&M is in a $76 million hole because they had to buy out Jimbo Fisher because that's how spectacular of a disaster their model was. So, do you want Oklahoma to function like Texas A&M? No! Because if so, yeah, by all means, do that. Buy everybody. 
it's not going to work out. <laughs> Just trying to bring up Dion Birch. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about Caden Green for like 85, 90% of this hour. But I bring up Caden Birch. Uh, can he play left guard? <laughs> this one says, who gives a damn? He won't have time to run deep next year. Where's the other one that I have? Uh, oh, four, uh, 405. Uh, yeah, Burks will be running deep while his quarterback is getting sacked next year. I thought that that's probably how that was going to go, but I thought I would at least bring up that OU got arguably the best wide receiver in the portal uh, earlier this morning uh, in Deion Burks from Purdue. Five foot ten, 185, 47 catches, 629 yards, seven touchdowns last year, second team, all Big Ten. Uh, okay, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll talk more Caden Green and try to sprinkle in other things going on in the portal in the 2024-2025 class. Who are some offensive linemen in the portal that OU really needs to target and get right now? We'll talk about that next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Caden Green was not at practice today. Tawi Walker was at practice today. And now Tawi has tweeted out four uh, bowling pin emojis. Should we think that Tawi Walker is going to be back now next year? Maybe he's getting the scholarship that was... Left behind by Hollywood Smothers, potentially. Um, it, 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 it being at practice today for bowl prep, and then tweeting that out today, like maybe that's maybe that's his way of saying I'm coming back to you next year. I'll be back. I don't know how people feel about that Can right now. Who the hell's gonna block for him, even if he is back <laughs> next year? There you go. Glad you glad you anticipated those texts before they officially <laughs> flew in. But I I mean yeah like. I think the prerequisite would be he's got to have a scholarship. Like you got to give the guy a scholarship if he's coming back. Because again, financially, when he has power five opportunities elsewhere, and I know he has power five opportunities elsewhere, uh, unless he's getting his way paid for, then odds are he's just going to look else. Like why wouldn't you look elsewhere if you can have a full scholarship somewhere or you can stay paying out-of-state tuition at OU as a preferred walk-on, you're going to take the scholarship. So if they give him a scholarship, great. But I, I'm i not counting on him being around. I think it's a pleasant surprise if he is. Uh, good text for the 405. Tawi was at practice because he is playing left guard for us next year. <laughs> <laughs> the way it's looking right now, he might be one of your better uh, better options for the bowl game. Yeah, and forget about next year. Um, who, who are they going to have – Available for the bowl game in 16 days if Caden Green's really going to be in the portal. You got McCade Matoya, right? I mean, he's he's going to play in the bowl game. Yeah, okay, yeah. But Guyton, no. Rame, no. Caden <laughs> Green, I mean, not if he's in the portal and not if he's back by then. So you have your tackles taken care of. Walter Rouse and Jake Sexton. Those are your starting tackles. You have no interior linemen. No. <laughs> Troy Everett starts. Um... Jake Taylor, maybe? Like, gosh, the pickings are real slim. I mean, does Bates play? Uh, well, I mean, one of those spots. Does he Savion play center and you move over? So. Yeah. Jeez, dude. <laughs> hey, Jackson Arnold, what you got, man? Let's let's go. What you got, Jackson Arnold? Putting him in a uh, tough spot in this, uh, in this bowl game. Man. Shoot, if I'm Arizona, I'm just blitzing every single freaking Blitz snap. Blitz every like, single play. Or maybe you don't have to. Just rush four every single if play. If Jackson Arnold can get the ball out 
in two and a half seconds and beat you with quick reads, okay, so be it. But true freshman, albeit a good one, starting at quarterback and a patchwork offensive line, yeah, I'd expect Arizona to bring some heat. Okay, so OU uh, already has one player that's coming in via the portal, uh, and we talked about him last week. Spencer Brown from Michigan State was a right tackle for Sparty. 25 uh, starts for uh, Michigan State, so you have him uh, coming in via the portal. Uh, sounds like you should still feel good about Geno Vandermark, his teammate at Michigan State, via the portal as well. But who, who else are we talking about now? Everyone's bringing up the Georgia offensive lineman who just entered the portal to, uh, today. If it wasn't today, it was last night. It was recently. But who are the other targets at oh, yeah. offensive linemen outside the two at Michigan State? Or I guess one left at Michigan State. Well, so you have Fabeki Nawawu and Gino Vandemark both coming to campus this weekend. Uh, if OU can get both of those guys, I think you're good at that point, especially if Eddie Pierre-Louis commits on Friday, as we expect. If you only go one for two with Gino Vandemark and Fabeki Nawawu at that point with Caden Green presumably out the door now, then what you would – probably end up doing is looking for another portal pickup and Alu Ba is her, who you're referring yep. to from Georgia uh he, he could be in play I don't know if he got an official visit from Oklahoma I'm trying to think back he was class of 2022 if I recall correctly and OU was in on him I don't recall if they ended up getting an OV from him but he could potentially come into play. I think your focus for the time being right now, though, is Gino Vandemark and Fabeki Nawawu. 405, do they make a run at getting Savion Bird back? Um, and this is just kind of a feel for me. I just don't feel like that's necessarily going to be a thing. Like Maybe um, after he lost his starting spot there, maybe that decision was made pretty quickly after that he was going to hop in the portal. I mean, maybe you, you could circle back with Savion Bird. He hasn't picked a school anywhere yet, but I just – I don't know, Parker. I don't just initially feel like that's that's going to be the case. There's just some – you were hoping Savion Bird um, would turn into one of your better offensive linemen this year, and just mentally it just kind of never really came together for him this year. So I'd, I'd be surprised if Savion Bird was was back next year. But would I be surprised if Toby Walker's back next year? Not anymore. I mean, would anything be a surprise after Caden Green hit the transfer portal an hour and a half ago? Yeah, I shoot. <laughs> Throw it all out the window at this point. Greg Muskogee says, I am still a member of 24-7 and got left behind in May. They are reporting that McKinley is not going to participate in the early signing next week. Is this true? Well, Greg, they must have listened to the OU Insider Under the Visor podcast that dropped earlier today because that was one thing that we mentioned on the podcast that is true is that Dominic McKinley is unlikely to sign next week with That's Texas a small win. or with anyone. So I'll take any win I can get right now with things. That one's going until February. Also, Greg, come on over to OUinsider.com. We'll be glad to have you back. He's uh, happy he's, to have you back. He's having a ton of in-home visits this week. He's got like Tennessee, Syracuse, his old yeah, his sure. old coaches, Elijah Robinson, A M, of course, LSU, OU, Texas. He's got several in-home visits uh, coming up this week. Does Dom McKinley? So this is a small win for OU. We'll we'll see if it matters. Uh, not the best news for Texas A and M that he's not going to sign in eight days. So. Hey, you, you still need you still need uh, defensive line help as well, not just offensive line. Slim Brady says JFA is about to be Shadur Sanders next year. Oh gosh, I hope not. Sarks yeah, Vodka says, not. "Okay, let's discuss this. When do we become critical of Bill? Is that a reality we are prepared for? Just curious. 
I feel like this is a question that gets asked a lot. And it's a can that just perpetually gets kicked down the road because everybody's like, well, when is it okay to critique Bill Biedenboe? He's obviously not preparing us well for insert season here. Because, again, it's been like five straight years at this point that, oh, next year at this rate, offensive line is going to be a major question mark. And then next season comes, and OU is just fine on the offensive line and has success protecting the quarterback and opening holes up for the backs. So to everybody that's saying, when can we become critical of Bill Biedenboe, it's the same question you've been asking for five years. And when, like, practically speaking, when push has come to shove, Bill Biedenboe has never failed you in terms of putting a good product out there in the trenches. That's never been an issue at Oklahoma. It's a big year as next year. Been there. Big year next yeah, year. Yeah, and look, now. okay, if things fall apart next year and Oklahoma is shoddy on the offensive front, okay, certainly let's be critical of Bill Biedenboe. But to everybody that says, well, Biedenboe's not preparing us well for next season, you've said that for five years at this point. 817 from the state of Texas. Amazing how quickly people can move on from the fact that BV and his staff were able to get both Bowman and Stutzman to come back when everyone thought they were NFL bound. One player makes a puzzling decision to enter the portal, and suddenly BV isn't with the times. Pump the brakes. Trust BV. There is a complete opposite reaction from yesterday to today's show. And I like that because, okay, let's rewind three days. Tyler, what if I told you, hey, um, you can have Danny Stutzman back next year, but you have to sacrifice Caden Green. You going to do it or not? It's not necessarily a right answer. I just Gosh. want to know. I mean, yeah, I, I would have taken Stutzman back. It's just – like, and here's, here's really the unfortunate thing about the Caden Green situation. And it's almost in some way similar to what we talked about with Bowman and Stutzman. It was always going to be important to get Bowman and Stutzman back for that extra year, Right. But especially next year, because of your move to the SEC and how big of a year this is going to be, you needed to get those two guys back first year in the SEC. Well, similar to Caden Green, right? It's just a really bad time for this to be happening. And not only with the move to the SEC coming up, but you're already losing four other offensive line starters. It's just... It was always going to be tough to lose him. It, it's really tough now when you're losing four other starters on the offensive line. Yeah, it stinks. Jay from Medill says, if BB has never failed us, then why are you crying so bad about Caden Green? Well, Jay, it, it doesn't suck any less that Caden Green's leaving. That still sucks, and it still creates enormous shoes to fill heading into next season. But, again, I think it is worth noting that as long as Bill Biedenboe has been the offensive line coach at Oklahoma – He's made it work, regardless of what the cast of characters has looked like. So both things can be true. Losing Caden Green hurts, and it sucks. And Bill Biedenboe is probably going to field a more than serviceable offensive line next year. He better, <laughs> he, he better man, because the test next year, uh, oh boy, it's, it's, it's going to be difficult for sure. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll close up Locked In coming up next. Dorsey Jones, Buick, GMC in Oreno, bringing you the sour of Locked In. Dorsey Jones, they sell Buicks and GMCs, which are some of the best trucks and SUVs on the road. They have incredible pricing as well. Check out Dorsey Jones, Buick, GMC in El Reno. Jesse Crittenden of OUinsider.com just stopped by. We are talking to him during that break. Friend of the uh, station here. Always appreciate Jesse hopping on every single week. He does a great job. And I was just asking him about the vibe at practice and... 
I mean, it, it, was, it was tweeted out at the time, but it really felt like some of these players, even the offensive line, had no idea until they stepped off the practice field that Caden Green is reportedly going to enter in the transfer portal, which just makes it even more strange, doesn't it? If guys like McCade Matoyer didn't even know, uh, maybe until he stepped off the practice field, that that report was out there that this might be the case. I wonder if people knew, like, when he wasn't at practice, like, okay, something's got to be up here. What's what's going on? Like something about this whole deal just does not add up, and that's why, like, again, I'm trying not to pass judgment until I know all the facts because there is something that we do not know about how this all went down. There is something right now that nobody knows. That's the only way this makes sense. Because, trust me, like, if people knew the full extent of how locked in Caden Green has been with Oklahoma all throughout this process and how there was literally no inkling until today that this was even considered. Shoot, I remember <laughs> I remember there being some buzz on Missouri message boards back in July. July! About, oh, Caden Green's not happy at Oklahoma. He's going to get in the portal and he's going to be a Tiger. And... I remember te- texting back and forth with his folks as this stuff is getting around. Ten minutes later, Caden Green puts out a tweet in response to all of those rumors where he like, he's like, so, it was something to the effect of, this is where I'm supposed to be beyond grateful to be a Sooner. So like, he never, never gave anybody the indication, even for a second, that he was anything but 100% all in with Coach Venables and Oklahoma and everything that this program's about. Uh, okay, Sam and Edmonds says not going to. He's officially in. So Sam is saying that Caden Green's officially in the portal. Okay. Uh, Tyler from Ada says Dylan Gabriel was a sleeper agent for Oregon. I hope not. We're all going to have to take back those go be great, Dylan, tweets that were uh, sent out on Saturday when it was released that he was going to Oregon. If I had to guess, and it's purely a guess, I would guess that old Dorkowitz is behind this at Missouri, but that's that's purely a guess right now. There's several suspects at this point. One of them is Oregon. I just got a sneaking suspicion that it's the University of Missouri here, maybe with some sort of an offer. But again, that's that's just a guess. I <laughs> I almost hope for your sake that Caden Green does transfer to Missouri just oh, to see what gosh. you will be like on that day. I didn't think I could hate him anymore, but watch this if that's what happens over the uh, over the course of the next week. Uh, on three is reporting that Georgia is considered the favorite to land Trevor Etienne in the portal, there you go. the Florida running back. Um, who would be considered the favorite to end up at OU at running back? Are we talking about the South Carolina transfer, Mario Anderson Jr.? Uh, Mario Anderson or Samuel Franklin of Tennessee Martin. I think it comes down to simply whoever pulls the trigger first. Please, <laughs> Colin Casey, please tell me PJ is safe. Yeah, we, we have to we have yeah. to monitor him twenty four hour. Uh, get, let, let's get monitors on uh, PJ to make sure. Again, if your stud freshman guard, lifelong OU fan, born and raised in the nine one eight, if that kid isn't safe, no one is safe. Uh, Nick says M- Missouri is becoming public enemy number one. Well, and we'll find out when OU plays Missouri next year with the SEC schedule release show coming up at 6 p.m. Teddy and I will be live uh, for that from 6 to 7 p.m. tomorrow night, so we're going to go an extra hour as the SEC schedule is unveiled. Um, Yeah, not a great feeling today, and I'm sure it's not a great 
feeling in Athens about their recruiting situation. Looks like Dylan Raiola is going to flip to Nebraska. I mean, is that just the obvious um, Nebraska came in with a heavy NIL deal towards the end to try to flip him away from Georgia? Because, uh, uh, man. We have a minute and a half left. We don't have nearly enough time to dive into all the nuances of that situation. But here's here's what you hope if you're an Oklahoma fan. And admittedly, this is a long shot slash conspiracy theory. But the hope, if you're an OU fan and you're mindful of what has happened as far as your line is concerned today, is that Dylan Raiola flipping to Nebraska ends up really rubbing Danny Kalen the wrong way. He's their current quarterback yep. commit, the three-star out of Bellevue, Nebraska. Danny Kalen has arguably pulled more weight in assembling that class than any coach on the staff for the Huskers. So the hope, like what you can hope for is that he gets upset, he decommits, on his way out the door, he tells everybody, hey, get the hell out. Don't go to Nebraska. You can't trust these coaches. And then Grant Bricks is back on the market. Again, odds of that, not high. Man. But if you're really <laughs> looking for a way that can trickle down and impact you, I guess that's how. Man, I, I still remember the days where this time of the calendar year for college football was really slow, man. And, and you're talking a little bit about recruiting, but – there's still not a lot going on. This is the busiest news cycle of the entire uh, calendar for college football these days. It's, it's insane, man, Sheesh. every single year now. It's absolutely insane. And yes, OU optimist Jalil Farouk said after practice, quote, I'm going to stay most likely. So I guess he's still pondering his decision but leaning towards staying, at least is what he said after practice. But they need offensive linemen. Can Farouk play guard? If not, who the hell cares? Got a lot of that today. The Rush, coming up next. Keep it locked on The Ref.